Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerds Handel and today I have two beautiful souls with me who are helping people to shine their inner light from within. Heather Askinosi and Timmy Jandro are the co-founders of Energy Muse, where they help to educate and inspire people about the ancient wisdom and healing properties of crystals. They provide tools of empowerment, inspiration and hope in a tangential form of jewellery and crystals. And they believe that we can all embrace ourselves from the inside out. Heather and Timmy, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show again. And thank you for joining us in the space today. Well, thanks for having us. Thanks, Gertz. Oh, thank you both. Well, last time we spoke about both of your journeys and your journeys with crystals. This time I'd love to talk about love and how we can apply crystals in our daily life to increase our, whether that's love within ourselves or love within our relationships or if we're trying to conceive a child. We'd love to. Yeah, that sounds like a great topic. (laughs) Thank you guys. So I just wanted to talk more about, say somebody who's out there who's looking for Mr. Right or Mrs. Right, what kind of tools and techniques could they use to attract love into their life? Well, you know what we've always found to be true is when you're trying to to um, bring in love from someone else, the number one thing is obviously to learn to love yourself. And so a lot of people have to start there, which I know that was something I had to do because I was always searching for what I thought was going to bring me happiness. Mm-hmm. But happiness is really an inside job, right? And so I look at it now like the person that you might fall in love with or want to be with as your love partner can enhance your happiness, but they're never going to make you happy. So I really love to focus personally with uh, rose quartz, mm-hmm. having that in my in my room, in my bedroom. I wear it on my wrist every single day. There's a bracelet that um, our company Energy Muse makes. It's called Unconditional Love. And it's a reminder for me to look down and touch that and just remember to love myself because when I'm in the, and when I'm in love with myself um, and, and respect myself, I can let love shine outward. And it's funny because I just read this uh, quote from Oscar Wilde, something to the effect like um, falling in love with yourself is a, a long, a long living affair. You know, like you, you are always <laughs> going to need to be in love with yourself and, and fall in love with yourself. Yeah. I love that. I guess we've always, there's that saying as well, isn't it? That you've got to love and love yourself first before you can love another soul really. Absolutely. Mm. So, you know, we have rose quartz. What else, like what other crystal could you use to bring in that love? I think what's something interesting is, is that, you know, in life, from whether we were when we're little kids to as we mature and grow up, you know, it's sometimes the things that hurt us or the traumas or the um, the pain that maybe is accumulated through the years that we think we have um, healed from or let go. That sometimes um, 
doesn't allow us to fully embrace the energy of love, whether with another or with ourselves. So it's interesting because sometimes um, when you think of love, you always maybe think of the pink stones because obviously they look like love. Mm -hmm. But um, I almost kind of like to bring in the rhodonites and the rhodonite Mm -hmm. because you've got this pink, but you've also have a little bit of black in it and it keeps I love that stone in the way that sometimes through our darkness or our shadows or our hurts and our pains, that's where we really learn to be vulnerable. That's when we learn to heal our shattered selves, where we're able to go through the darkness in our heart to help to heal. So sometimes the dark stones or the ones that have some dark colors in them help us get to the points that really help us get to that level of love. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, rhodochrosite is another one, although it doesn't have the dark stones. I love dark colors. I love how it is striated and how it has all these lines and dimensions in it with the pink and the white. And it reminds us that there's many, many layers to this conversation and one formula might not fit all, Mm -hmm. but the biggest gift that we could give ourselves is for us to walk down that path and the journey of healing. Um, because love is obviously what we're all trying to walk to, right. And be in that space. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause it, you, it's interesting. Cause like a lot of people do say, if you're looking for love, here's the rose quartz. <laughs> yes. And, and I think it's a, I think it's a great one as a starting point because mm-hmm. it's very unconditional mm-hmm. and sometimes we need to, to start there. But, um, just from so many women and working with so many women over the years and, um, just especially so many women that have done our love ritual that's in our book. And we recently interviewed uh, a woman the other day and she did the, our love ritual. And, you know, usually people are like, you know, Hey, when I'm done with the love ritual, I hopefully will have met someone significant. And her breakthrough was that she did she met someone significant. She met herself for the first time in her life where she realized through that love ritual that she realized that she needed to give herself time. And then she realized what she really wanted Mm. versus kind of going through the motions of what she thought she should do or how she was brought up as to what she should be like. It was the first time she stopped long enough to say, what is it that I want? And she said that that breakthrough changed her perspective more than anything that she'd ever done that helped her see love, not through another person, but to see love through herself. Mm. And that's like, was huge. Yeah, that is really huge. Because too often, like we hear people saying that they need somebody to kind of fulfill that missing half, or they call it the other half, when really we need to kind of have that love for ourselves unconditionally in order to attract, not even if it's a relationship, but just whatever we want to achieve in our life, really. Wow. Well, and I think it's it's so cool because the 40-day the love ritual is you really have to be committed to doing it. There's a mm. lot of aspects to that ritual. But so many people are like, oh, I really want to find love, although they don't want to commit to the ritual. And we're thinking, (laughs) if you can't just commit to that for yourself, Mm. then what can you commit to? Because if you want to make a change, you've got to make a commitment to yourself. And just like 
the woman Heather was talking about, she did, and she had a breakthrough. Well, one thing that she said, because obviously I interviewed for her for an hour, because I just wanted just this authentic, pure um, experience, and I was trying to extract as much info from her. And what she said, her biggest takeaway from this ritual was that you have to be ready. Because she said that, you know, she had wanted to do it and she didn't do it. And only when she was ready and not ready to, you know, ready on one aspect to make the commitment, but ready to open herself up to that conversation. Like, so she said, don't do this ritual unless you're ready. Because I think that that was um, a big, big component because you're right. It takes time. It takes a commitment Mm -hmm. and it's going to open one up to these conversations that sometimes we lay dormant inside of us, or sometimes we act like don't exist. And this ritual is designed to help you go in there and forgive and to heal and to release and let go of those like dark clouds and clogs within our energy field to help us let the light in and let the love in. I love that. That it's, yeah, that's so beautiful. Wow. (laughs) I'm lost for words again. (laughs) Um, Say if somebody is heartbroken and they've just broken up in a relationship, what kind of crystals could they use to help mend a broken heart? Well, I think what Heather was saying earlier too, sometimes we think about the pinks as being that loving stone that we should have around when we're going through something like that. Mm -hmm. But some of the black stones, like the rainbow obsidian, um, we have one that's shaped in the shape of a heart. And it actually comes out that way with these striations, these rainbow striations within Mm -hmm. the crystal that look like a heart. And by placing that on your heart, it's almost like you're letting all of that negativity be put into the energy of that stone to be released. And some of these rituals can be so easy. Let's just say you're going to bed at night, place that, um, that crystal on your heart and just lay there. You might even fall asleep with it on your heart. Let it absorb the energies that you are trying to release and remind yourself that it is okay to let go. And, you know, once again, another layer that I find is profound. And and I actually even think it should be done on a daily, if not weekly basis. We have um, a ritual in our book called Cutting the Cords. And when one is healing from a broken heart, we got to cut the cords. And it's not that we're – and it's interesting – what I find with women is that some women will be like, you know, I'm brokenhearted. I I can't get over this guy. And I said, well, you know, are you willing to cut the cords? And not that you're cutting the cords. They'll never be in your life. You're cutting the cords. You're sending light back to them. You're sending their energy back to them Mm -hmm. and you're holding your energy for your own self. So you have your own boundaries. And what's interesting is women are like, I'm grieving. I can't get over him, but no, I don't want to cut the cords yet. (laughs) And so, but you know what? I love that. At least it's honest. But the thing that what is great with that conversation is, is that then you're, then you're basically saying that you still want to be in pain. You're not Mm. ready to heal because cutting the cords and using a black kyanite, using your hand, Mm. using whatever you want but you energetically cutting the cord with the person that you want to release, heal, toxic relationship, whatever it is, 
cutting the cord and saying, I'm going to send this energy back to you because what happens in relationships is that it takes two people to engage. It's like a chain. It's like a linked chain. Mm. But when one person cuts off and says, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to forgive me. I'm going to look at this as a life lesson where maybe in this lifetime, you are here to teach me self-worth. I forgive you. I let you go. I, I feel my energy where you're, the space that you held within me is light and love. And I forgive you and let you go. That right there starts the healing process. That can be done with the darker stones. But once again, it's not the crystal doing the work. It's the human being saying, you know what? I am ready. I have a tool of crystals to help me on this journey. I'm going to cut the cords. I'm going to cut my end of the link, the chain link that I once held. And I'm going to own my power and I'm going to send you love and I'm going to send you light. And I'm going to do the same for myself. And what I do is now I have my own boundaries and I have my own space. Because sometimes when we're linked to somebody else, we cannot heal because we're not even in our own energy field. We're still holding on to that that toxicity or the sadness or the grief or the pain. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up because when I've talked to people about this in the past, like about energy, like some people, like you said, they're right. They're, they're happy. They're ready to like cut the cords and everything. But with some, they, they feel guilty, like saying, but I don't want to cut off that energy from them. And it's like, you're not really cutting off that energy from them you're bringing your energy back to you that they that you've given to them in a way yeah once again you know what does all this come from it comes from our perspectives it comes it comes from how we were brought up it comes from our ancestry how we see a situation is how we've seen life in the past and what we were taught so with these tools, with these new opportunities of growth, it's really changing that mindset that you're right, exactly what you just said. You're not, this person will obviously always be in your life. You, yeah. you shared space and time with them. It's just a matter of you owning your own space, your own boundary, and allowing forgiveness to hold that space instead of anger, pain, fear, fear anxiety. It's just changing one thing for the other. Yeah, and it's like um, the same kind of like with friendships. Like in the past, like I, I went through my own journey back in um, 2012. And like when, as you guys know, like when you're shifting, you know, your energy changes and then your circle changes in a way if you're not on the same vibration at, at that time. And I felt so guilty like saying bye to a few people. Um, and like, like what you just said, um, you feel guilty and you have that anger and how someone's treated you, but in the end, you've got to bring your power back. So I'm, I'm glad that you, I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> no, it that did. Does. Yeah, we, we get uh -oh. it. Oh, as they say <laughs> in the Native American. Oh, yeah, yeah agree, 100%. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we're at that time in our, in the evolution of consciousness right now where I really kind of think it's cool for women. Um, you know, I have a little girl and we had an interesting conversation last night, but I think right now the more we as women take our power back, not in like, we are women, we are, we will roar, but <laughs> I, we are women, we are empowered. Yeah. 
And we are here through our own personal strength to also lift other women up, mm-hmm. compliment them, remind them of their magnificence so that we all raise together. I feel like we need to shift this thing of like, hey, I'm good. And then, you know, you're not good. Or, you know, hey, I've got this going where let's be that change and let's let's shift that modality and let's help others remember their magnificence and compliment women and bring them up and, and remind them of we, as the feminine essence on this planet, we're here to nurture, we're here to be kind, we're here to be compassionate. And that's how we should lead. Absolutely. And these all links back to love. Like there's so much room for love for everybody. Why not share? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been hard, though, too, because we've been brought up maybe in Heather and I's generation that, you know, there was such a competitive nature that was put in between women. Like, you've got to look a certain way. You've got to perform a certain way. Mm -hmm. There's room for everyone to have their space and to be, like Heather said, magnificent. And I think because of, I don't have a little girl, I have two boys, but I Mm -hmm. love seeing how Heather's little girl is growing up and there's still the same pressures of that competition. But I think by, you know, our parents weren't saying love one another, like you don't have to compete with one another. These there's space for all of you and, and, and share that and be compassionate. And it's hard. It's very hard to grow up as a little girl now, I think. Oh, absolutely. With like social media and Mm -hmm. even like the news industry as well. And like the fashion world, like there's, yeah, you're right. I for even myself actually growing up back when in, the internet was just about coming in. <laughs> you know, you had the magazines and everything, but even in my own personal journey of being a journalist a few years ago, it was always about women competing with each other. It was never about working together. It was it was quite bizarre looking back when now it's a different energy. Like now I love helping other women grow. I love seeing other women grow, and it's so beautiful to see and I wish that we would we were raised like, like you guys said, like like that to see that because we could do so many different things in the world if we'd known that from a younger age. Yeah, united we can we can do a lot more. Yeah, something just came to me. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys. This is a bit random, but say you're getting married and there's an energy in that room. Are there any crystals that you can use to kind of keep that energy kind of highly vibrated for, throughout the whole day? Well, okay, so being, you know, my background, this is Heather's in feng shui. So it was an interesting journey for me finding I was going to get married in um, just because I could feel energies in the room. And I, you know, I was very, that was a big part of it. So I definitely, um, I definitely think when you're looking for a location to get married in, that it's really important to, to, Um, you know, sometimes in some of the ballrooms or things like that, some of them have windows and some of them don't, some of them are, you know, walls. Mm. And so I think it's important if you can beforehand, I know you can't sage or go in a lot of these hotels if if someone is, um, but you can go in there with bells and with sound. Mm. And if you are on this kind of energetic vibrational track, you could even have, if you have music in there before or go in there with like some kind of CD player, some kind of sound and ring the bells or ring some, uh, put on chants that play for 11 minutes. That's ohm and you know, that kind of sound. Mm. But if you can, um, I always think, you know, getting some black tourmaline 
um, that four of them or five or however many corners are in a room Mm -hmm. and uh, make sure that you program them before so that um, anything and hold them in your hand and put the black tourmaline in your hand and say, I program these crystals to absorb any unwanted energy, anything that was in this space that no longer should be in the space um, holding, you know, absorb anything that is no longer serving. And then you definitely want to put those in the four corners. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, you know, I, when I got married, I had crystals and, and I had different flowers on my table that represented everything. I mean, mine was symbolically tricked out, but what I would do is if you can on maybe the main table or on a couple tables, also bring in some selenite or some quartz crystals or, mm-hmm even those, um, love crystals. And then once again, programming them, um, crystals, I, um, these crystals, I'd like you to hold the intention to have this space be filled with love and harmony, great conversation, um, enjoyment, joy, may this room be filled. And so that the crystals are programmed with that energy. So you have the ones in the corner to absorb, and then you have ones in the center that activate and emit so you have both dualities going on. I love that. That Yeah, because so I've always found it intriguing. Like when you're at a wedding, you know, there's a lot of energy going around. There's lots of like, there's obviously two families coming together and all that kind of yeah, energy. Yeah, there's so, a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like thinking, how can you keep it calm? <laughs> mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. where you feel like you're, you're grounded throughout the whole day and not feeling up and down like a yo-yo. I wanted to ask you guys, um, it's, a, it's going off topic a little bit, but... Say somebody, needs, they want to conceive, what kind of crystals could help them? Well, so interesting enough, both Heather and I had moonstone on our bodies or like Heather, um, her, her mother had infused her whole wedding dress with moonstone. And wow. so little did she know that she was going to be getting pregnant on her wedding day, but <laughs> moonstone is yeah. known as the fertility stone. And, um, you know, I was really fortunate with both of my pregnancies. I actually wore a moonstone in my bra with the intention I held to become pregnant and I got pregnant right away. Wow. And Heather, um, also did on her first pregnancy, like I said, her wedding dress was infused with the moonstone. So they're definitely, you know, the moonstone is a stone that's milky white. It's, um, connected to the moon, to a woman's cycles. And so it's just, it's been one of the really good stones that people have had great results by having it on their body when trying to get pregnant. Wow. (laughs) Your mom's so cheeky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, my mom was like, okay, I want a grandbaby and, um, I'm going to take some things into my own hands. So, um, my mom used to be a clothing designer. She designed this. So when I should have known something was up when she's like, Hey, you know what? Why don't you let me design your wedding dress? And I'm like, Oh my God, mom, that's amazing. And then I was like, why is it taking her so long? Because she hand did all these, um, beads on, on my dress. So yeah, it was done for me. Now the thing is I didn't get pregnant. I didn't get pregnant so easily the second time around I had a miscarriage Mm -hmm. in between that literally devastated me Mm -hmm. and um it was a very hard time there's a chapter in our book called baby makes three Mm -hmm. and it definitely talks about the stones and crystals to use you know when you're healing if you know there's a lot of people that have 
have had miscarriages and it, what mm-hmm. I found for me personally, I don't know if, if you found this at all, but it's just kind of this one of these topics that not like women, there was a lot of shame around it yeah. for me. Like, Oh my God, I couldn't carry a baby. What did I do wrong? You know, all these things where I didn't really talk to about a lot of people because I was shameful, but finally after I like broke open, I realized that there was a lot of other women who had gone through the same experience, but Mm -hmm. it's not like they were running through the streets talking about it. You know what I mean? But I always find Mm -hmm. it so interesting. Like in conversation, people will just say I had a miscarriage and knowing what Heather went through, it was such an emotional and traumatic time. I, Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't been through one, but I've been through it with her and I just, I try to open up the door to see if they want to talk about it because again, I don't know that a lot of people are open to talking about it. And it's something that you can carry along with you for a long time if you don't let it go. Yeah. And I totally understand where you guys are coming from because I can't explain it. Within the Indian culture, like, I haven't personally seen it myself, but, like, growing up, if somebody did have a miscarriage or an auntie or um, a cousin, it was almost it was almost like the woman was blamed for it. Like, mm-hmm. they had done something, or maybe it was their genes. And I used to think that was really cruel. And why would somebody say that? Like, there's always something behind everything. Like, yeah, absolutely. And you're right that people don't talk about it. It's kind of somebody says that, and then they just, everybody goes quiet, don't they? Mm-hmm. It's almost taboo or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of like it's almost like with mind health as well. It's kind of similar that like people will hear it, but they won't. They won't say anything else. It's kind of like, oh, we better not say anything just in case that might offend somebody or. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's it is interesting to know about what kind of tools you can use. So if you are going through a miscarriage, what kind of crystals you can use? Could you maybe recommend one for somebody out there who might be going through this? Yeah. Right now? Um. You know what happened for me is I spiraled into this downward darkness and mm. I was not, it was a mess. I was a mess. And what I ended up doing is I did a lot of yoga because for me, I needed the physical, I had to burn off my shame. I had to burn, I just sweat it out. I had to sweat my grief out. And I remember what I did is there was one day that, you know, basically my mom's like, Heather, you, you know, um, you got to You got to start living again. And I looked over and I saw this, um, orange carnelian mm-hmm. and it, orange is kind of symbolic of its happiness. And it's about getting your passion back. And it's about like, Oh, like healing that second chakra. It's about joy. And I remember mm-hmm. I picked that crystal up and I carried it with me. I took it to yoga class. I put it on my mat wherever I went, I had that with me. And it was a very symbolic reminder. I would at nighttime, put it over my second chakra. Um, it allowed me to remember where I wanted to go again. Now it, I'm not saying that I, it, for me with crystals, I like to use them and everyone has their different ways, but I'm using them as a tool of helping me get through what I need to get through so that I could go to where I want to go. And that crystal was a, was an ally for me because it showed me on a daily basis where I wanted to, I got to, I had to get my joy back. I had to get my hope back. I had to be, get, become happy again because I had learned to be in my grief for such a long time. Like it, at some point, there's a point where you have to like go, okay, it's, we got to move on now. You know, I sat in it for quite a while and, um, 
And I really do. And I look back on that period and without, without the good friends and without my family and without all the amazing other things I was doing and the people that helped me, mm-hmm. that crystal helped me a lot. And it was my touchstone and it was what kept me moving forward in many ways because I could look at it and knew that that's what I could be. Mm. Would you say that the crystal almost reminded you of, oh, how can I put it? That this is your higher light and this yeah. is who you wanted to come oh, yeah. back to. And that's what I love about crystals because they hold the space when sometimes we can't hold it for ourselves. And that's mm. why I love when we program them because when we program them from our highest frequency, from our highest words, from our highest light, then we're, when we're not in that space, because sometimes in life we don't get to that space, then then when we hold it, we're like, ah, this is what I want to be. This is, what I, this is holding the space when I can't remember to hold it for myself. Mm. Like and you always say, it's your touchstone. Yeah. Thank you, both of you, for sharing that, because... It's so important for other people out there to know about this and what they can do to kind of get back to that higher vibration that that they they are. So, sorry. Well, the thing that's good about the story is that um, six years later, after I got pregnant on my wedding night, I went through all this stuff. Mm. My husband and I went to Esalen, which is a place in in California, and literally after that trip, I we I came back and we both agreed. Um, the whole story's in the book, which is, it's a cool one, how we went to this forest and how we prayed in the redwoods and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But anyway, we came back from that trip. I said, we're going to sell all of the baby stuff we've had in this um, storage unit. This is not God's plan. I'm okay. Mm. I love you. We're okay. We have a healthy boy. We're so blessed, blah, 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 blah. A week later, I found out I was pregnant. (gasps) So I ended up having a a, a little girl, but the the journey was was yeah i not every story ends like that but i feel like had i not gone through that darkness had i not gone through that <clears throat> just complete surrender i don't know if i would have been able to have a baby again but i did so it was a long journey what i guess i'm trying to say is it didn't happen overnight mm. but it did happen yeah thank you seriously for sharing that if i could i could give you a Hug. <laughs> I'll just give you a uh, virtual one. Yeah. I take it. I take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, group hug. <laughs> um, yeah, if anybody wants to know more about this, do check out the Crystal Muse book because there is so much information in there. Um, I personally read your story there and it really brought a tear to my eye just how powerful like crystals can be when you're going through a journey in your life and there's lots of other things in there as well like um I wanted to talk to you guys about a bit about sleeping as well because there's a lot of people I know who especially in bigger cities they struggle with sleeping because like they're either struggling with insomnia or it's actually stuff in their rooms that they don't know about kind of back on the baby subject after I had kids it really messed up my whole sleeping oh really cycle I could not sleep at all. I felt like a, a walking zombie. I remember going <laughs> to my doctor going, I'm so exhausted. And she would say, that's just normal. You just had a baby. But there was an exhaustion that was so deep in my bones. Like mm. I was, I, I really, I was almost near not being able to function. But what we found are some really great tools like selenite, which is something that helped get me back on a sleeping cycle. I literally not only wear it around my neck every single day just to kind of keep that liquid light energy around me, Mm -hmm. but I will keep a piece of selenite in 
I wear an exercise bra. So literally, if you can imagine a wand of the white selenite, probably about eight inches long, I just put it right on my chest and it lays there with me all night long. Sometimes it will fall out. But, you know, some people might feel more comfortable putting it under their pillow or placing it by their bedside. But I have found that that has been an amazing tool to help me continue to get good sleep. But we also came up with this really cool eye pillow. And it's um, a lavender colored satin pillowcase. And it's just one of those little eye pillows. And it's um, filled up with lavender, amethyst, and selenite. So I will wear that on um, over my eyes because I do like things dark to get a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. So not only is it on my body, but it's on my face with the selenite pillow. Oh, it's like dreamland. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, selenite. I oh wow. Since I read the book, I um, bought selenite for the house, and it, I've had it at the front of the house, and the side, and in the bedroom. And wow, that is a powerful crystal. <laughs> well, are you sleeping better? Best sleep I've had in years. It's like like when I was a kid again, when we didn't have any technology in the rooms or you know any devices, like even like mirrors, like you guys wrote about in the book as well, which I'll get you guys to explain. Like that itself, like not having any of that in the room. Wow, I feel like like I'm a five year old again. <laughs> well, you know Heather, because she was studying feng shui over 25 years ago, I would be her guinea pig. So okay. um, I was married at the time, and my husband and I had a television in our bedroom and Mm -hmm. the electromagnetics from that television probably didn't help us get good night's sleep at all because once we took it out we did sleep a lot better and I have not had a television in my room for probably over 20 years I I mean that's that was like something that Heather really ingrained and it's been very helpful yeah it's quite toxic like um when I used to live in the city and um having the TV in my, like my bedroom, my gosh, you kind of get almost addicted just to watching TV, just to it being there. So I guess it's like that out of sight, out of mind thing, isn't it really? Yeah, the bedroom really is a time for rest. It's not a time to be um, active with watching television or some people will have their offices in their bedroom and that mm. just makes you think, oh, I could be working, I should be working. <laughs> but no, the bedroom is a time for you to rest. And that's why a third of our life is spent resting because our bodies need it. Yeah. Could you guys tell us about the mirror, like in the room and how that kind of can affect our sleeping pattern as well? Well, okay. So another thing, just to to circle back a little bit, um, what I have found, and you probably would be like, wow, I wouldn't expect to hear this on a podcast about crystals. But um, (laughs) I think, If you're having problems sleeping, I think if you have a lot of crystals in your room, you need to take them all out except Mm -hmm. maybe selenite or or one because crystals are amplifiers and they energize. And so I have found, because I used to have a lot of crystals in my room and even a lot of um, just rose quartz and what, but I I really have found that sometimes with this stuff is that um, more is not always a good thing. Mm -hmm. And if you are having insomnia issues, taking all the crystals out of the bedroom and maybe just having one, like Timmy mentioned, the selenite, which is an amazing sleep aid or an eye pillow. But try taking everything out of the room and see if that makes a difference. Um, 
Number two, in regards to the television set, a lot of people are like, you know what? I live in a studio. That's not going to happen. Well, you know what you could do over at right before you go to bed. If you do need to have a a TV in your room, put a sheet over it, put something Mm -hmm. over it so that it's kind of like that reflective screen is closed off. It's You'll feel it immediately. So even if you don't believe in any of this stuff, try it and see. Mm-hmm. But in regards to mirrors in the bedroom, um, it has been said that the soul at nighttime leaves the body and goes traveling. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that when the soul leaves the body and sees itself in the mirror, it gets scared. And that is why people have nightmares because it startles it. And so another thing is, is that if you think about energy, it's invisible, it's moving, but mirrors, it'll bing back and forth on a mirror. So a mirror, the energy is going to, uh, you know, have whatever hits, it's going to go back and forth and bing, bing, bing against the wall. So it makes the room very active. Mm -hmm. So if you, a lot of, I know here in California, a lot of rooms have mirrors in it. It's just how they were designed. Mm -hmm. So what we say is ideally keep the mirrors because that could be very expensive to change out that. And especially if you're renting or leasing a home, you can't go and do that. Mm -hmm. But what you could do is put a curtain rod over it and get some long curtains so that at nighttime you just close the curtains. And in the day, if you want to open the curtains to get in and out of the closet, you can. So it's a very, in a, in a, you know, it's not, doesn't take a lot of money to, re, to remedy that, but it makes a big difference. And if there's the, the end of the day, and this isn't crystal related, but if you're on your, um, if you're on your phone with that blue light before you go to bed, oh, yeah. it's not that our phones are designed to make us addicted. They're not mm-hmm. designed to like soothe us. It's that's just not the me- mechanism of all of these a- apps and whatnot. So for people having insomnia, maybe say eight o'clock, I'm going to keep my phone in the other room or I'm going to turn it off or just have my alarm for the morning and read. You have to the thing is, if you have insomnia, you have to, there are certain things you just have to do that might not be as fun, mm-hmm. but you have to try it because how valuable is a good night's sleep? I guess it's like discipline <laughs> for anything. It is. It is. And so it goes back to that whole thing. Hey, you want to, you want to get over a, a relationship? We well, have to cut the cord. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you want to get a good night's sleep, get off your phone and get off, get EMFs. Look at your lighting. There's so many different, but if I really, I mean, in all honesty, I I don't think if somebody has insomnia, putting a crystal in their room is going to change everything. I think it could help. I think the selenite is definitely going to help, but there's other layers that are so vitally important to a good night's sleep environmentally, environmentally. Yeah. Uh, It was interesting that you said about the television because it reminded me, I don't know if you guys had this as well growing up. When your grandmother or your auntie used to put like a sheet over the TV when you were a kid. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They knew. They got it. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, think my grandma knew this. <laughs> well, you know, whenever we travel, we do the same thing because there's a television in the room. What can you do? It's there. See, so you're right. Put a sheet or a towel over it. It's some of the things that when you look back at our grandparents and like our ancestors, the things that they did make sense now. But back when we were kids, it was kind of like, well, why did they do that? Well, like, what is this weird thing? <laughs> they were so smart. Well, they were also more connected to the natural rhythms, yeah. right? Which is what we need to relearn. Mm, that is so true. Yeah, because they didn't have the technology devices like we have now, did they? They were no. always, Mm-mm. if they were tired, they'd go and sleep. 
if they were exactly yeah they listen to their body which is why people don't have insomnia because if you get to bed too late if you're get to bed after 10 your biorhythm gets off mm. so if you have insomnia either whether you're going to bed or not try to just get into bed before that 10 o'clock and see if you if that sh- shifts your biorhythms mm. yeah it's almost like you get a second you're wave just bi- of yeah you're biohacking your body you know what i mean you need to do those those hacks mm. yeah that's that's thank you that's really interesting yeah yeah Wow. <laughs> um, my dear, um, we are coming towards the end of the show. It's gone, wow, it's gone really quick. Um, I've got three more questions left to ask you guys. Since like, you know, it's 2018, it's the year of the 11th. Like, what are your five top tips for someone who's trying to remove negative energy from your life? I know you guys already talked about kyanite, cutting the cords, but what else could they do? Well, I, I mean, I think with anything, if you, you've got the will and you really want to get to it, you've got to have the commitment factor and the want Mm -hmm. factor. So you've got to, I don't know, for me, if it's not even a crystal related thing, we were talking about this earlier, being around people that uplift you. I think that surrounding yourself with people that at the end of the day, when you leave that group of of people, do you feel uplifted or do you not? And Mm -hmm. so for me, just gauging that, I'm starting to make more decisions on my extracurricular activities, um, just because I want to be fed by the people that I'm around and I want to inspire them as, as I would hope to be inspired. So that's one thing that I'm personally doing this year. Um, I think if we're talking crystals, you know, the five, you know, the top crystals are five crystals I'm really working with right now is number one, the black kyanite, which we discussed cutting the cords, Mm. selenite, which Jimmy discussed putting that in your bedroom. But I also like if you're cutting the cords to put that selenite over the area of the body that you want to feed that light back in. Mm. Okay. So I'm obsessed with amethyst right now, but if you look at what is the color of this 2018 it's that amethyst color and when timmy and i were in tucson amethyst is everywhere amethyst is amazing for protection Mm -hmm. it's great for intuition it's a reminder that you know what is the best for you a fourth favorite that i am obsessed with right now is the golden healer that yellow that golden healer that has some striation of that rose quartz it helps you really connect with your will it helps you connect with your heart it is amazing and then at the end of the day quartz crystal is always going to be in that top five protective energy field because when we are clear when we are in our power we know what's right and what's wrong for us we know what is ethically going to be our truth Mm -hmm. and clarity is the biggest superpower you could have in 2018 i love those well, I've been working on just a, a few, but um, my favorite, favorite, favorites, I love Blue Lace Agate because mm-hmm. uh, for me this year, I loved what Heather said to our whole team here at Energy Muse. She said, you know what? I really want you guys to start working with just one crystal. And if you could take one crystal and work with it all year, what would your intention be? Mm-hmm. So mine was really about opening up my throat chakra and speaking my truth. And so Blue Lace Agate has been something I've been wearing around my neck just since the first of the year. I love it. Um, I always am having rose quartz on because I love to have that unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And um, 
selenite, like I said, I wear that around my neck every single day, along with shungite, because of all the EMFs that are around us, I feel like shungite is a really great protector for um, those types of energies, just to keep me a little bit more less toxin, less, less toxic. And um, I also love pyrite. I love mm-hmm. the energy of pyrite. It's almost like that reflective energy of um, it, it reminds me to be abundant also because it is that that stone that's called fool's gold, mm-hmm. not only just in money issues, but also just in life that abundance can be something I can have. Love those. Thank you, both of you. Um, and what are you both most grateful for at this moment? <laughs> I would say for me, it would be health and also my family. And I'm really, I mean, I feel very fortunate that we have been able to do something that we are so passionate about and also find your purpose. And so having this channel of Energy Muse and now our book Crystal Muse is, it's been a whirlwind the last few months, but very grateful for everything that has come our way in the last couple of years, actually. Yeah, I think for me, um, I would have to say my family, and not, I don't even mean it just like my intimate family, but I feel like my family of the team here at Energy Muse, the community such as yourself, people that are mm-hmm. into this wellness and crystals. Um, I'm just so grateful for um, being able to do what I do on a daily basis and get to work with Mother Nature mm-hmm. and um, and Timmy and just, um, I'm just so I'm grateful to the energy of service and um, that whole unified frequency. And my last question is, (laughs) um, what shines your inner light to help others? What is it that... What shines my inner light is um, kind of going back to what I just said, just being able to inspire someone, Mm -hmm. giving them a new tool, giving them hope, giving them faith that they can go on and crystals are again as we said earlier a touchstone they're a tool that we get to use every single day on our journey and so if we can share what's worked for us which we've been doing this now for so long if it even helps a few people and then they tell someone it's like a dominoes effect and i feel very thankful that 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 makes me shine Mm. inside and out i i feel it from you guys (laughs) Yeah, I feel like kind of ditto what Timmy said. I just, I feel like what the more authentic um, and the more that we can help and be of service just to help people feel like they don't need to be afraid mm. and that they're empowered and that everyone has a gift on this planet, no matter who you are, and mm. for you just to reclaim that because um, we are, it's ta- we all are healers and more than ever, we're the people that we're waiting for, right? We, we all need to take some action right now. Thank you, both of you, so much for being on the show and sharing everything today. Um, I know some of the topics were quite deep as well. Um, and just thank you just for both shining your light and helping as many people as possible. Thank you for the opportunity. So, so grateful. Thank you. Wow, what a great interview with the lovely ladies, Heather and Timmy from Energy Muse. Definitely check out their website because the information that they were sharing was just unbelievably powerful. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. Nothing can dim the light that shines from within. That's a quote by Maya Angelou. 
For more information about the show or Energy Muses details, visit www.girdshandle.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit. lit.